Casper, the stalker ghost, wants to keep Christina Ricci. As a kid, it was kind of cute, but as an adult, it's creepy. That's that's really how you want to open up Shocktober. Yeah, I mean, what other way would you do it? We watch Casper. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Like that. Yeah. Tear me apart, Lisa! You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Sorry, Jeff. You lose. It was Professor Plum. I said Plum. The men you seek think you are dead, Kimosabe. We're in a pass for the starter, the Bernoulli Convergenator. If he puts a car in fifth gear, he can jumpstart the whole thing. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Rogers Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland. I am not alive <laughs> and not a ghost. And that is my wonderful wife, Haley. Say hi, Haley. Hi, Haley. So, to start Shocktober, we are doing Casper. And Shocktober is going to have many meanings. But this one is because this film was actually a huge hit in summer, not Halloween time. <laughs> well, I was telling you that that like the big yeah. Surprisingly, there are a lot of movies, uh, Halloween movies that came out in the summer that did very well. Yeah, I like looked it Hocus up today. Pocus. Yeah, I looked it up today. I told you Hocus Pocus came out in July, mm-hmm. the same day as Sleepless in Seattle. Ernest Scared Stupid came out in like June. Um, a lot of the horror movies came out. Scream came out in I believe June or July. Scream Two definitely I came don't out know. in May. I'm just the t- like I need. Everything has a season, and for me, movies, I like movies to stay in their particular season. <laughs> I, like, it's it's not the same to me if I, like, if I go into a theater and, like, people are trick-or-treating, and then I go outside, oh, you and just... it's hot and miserable. <laughs> Fun Size, that was the Nickelodeon Victoria Justice movie that came out in theaters. That was the Halloween trick-or-treat movie that came out in, like march i that one wasn't even on my radar like (laughs) i'm surprised you remember that one um i remember that one because that came out i believe when i was at the daily show and and they they gave us free passes to see it to say to to get sound bites from us i was like a halloween movie in march (laughs) you're like wouldn't want to see it (laughs) you're like it's a movie yeah pretty much um so a little backstory on Casper. Casper the Friendly Ghost was created by Harvey Comics in the 1930s, and he has been delighting families for years. However... Has he? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> However, it was Steven Spielberg who thought it would delighting be... Delighting and haunting. Okay, did you ever watch the old Casper cartoon? No. It's the most boring as shit, like, ever. It, it, nothing <laughs> happens. It's like, g-g-g-ghost, oh, I want a friend. Well, maybe you shouldn't have died, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Steven Spielberg and Amblin thought that it w- this Casper would be the perfect family film mm-hmm. and would be the perfect, like, opener for the s- summer of 1995. I can, well, aside from the summer thing, I can see why, you know, this would be attractive to 
like Steven Spielberg. So, um, Casper, I remember like seeing the first time I ever saw the trailer for the movie was Super Bowl Sunday, nineteen ninety five. Everyone like uh, Universal was paying like a ton of money for like Waterworld to be the premiere. Um, and we all know how that turned yeah, out. Yeah, trailer right before <laughs> halftime show. But Universal also made the mistake of at the beginning of the Super Bowl airing the Casper trailer, and all anyone could talk about was the Casper trailer. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Ninety. 95- Wait, when was this? Ninety five. Ninety five was not a good year for movies. The the three biggest movies of the year were number three was Casper. Oh wait. No, number four was Casper, Jumanji was number three, Die Hard with a Vengeance was number two, and Toy Story was number one. Okay, so at least we got Toy Story. We got Jumanji. Oh, yeah, Jumanji too. And Casper. You just don't like Die Hard with a Vengeance. (laughs) I can't get you to watch Well, considering I was five years old when it came out. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But Casper... Mommy, is John McClane going to beat up those guys like he did in Nakatomi Tower? No, it takes place at uh, 4th of July this year. Oh, man. Um, So, uh, a month before Casper came out, we went to New York. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no. We went to Las Vegas. Okay. And and we went to Planet Hollywood, and they had props from Casper. Oh, which ones? Uh, They had... The stand-in doll that they used for Casper. Was it just like two tennis balls on his No, stick? no, no. It was like it was like a, a, a plaster cast of Casper. Seriously. It was really cool. Oh, all right. And then they had uh, that's the way chair. More, that's way more intense. <laughs> they had the chair. The chair? The chair. Oh, yes. That's right. I will say the set design on this movie was actually really good. It's like... I think it was Bo Welch, the guy who did Beetlejuice. Okay, Catherine I can O'Hara's see that. Husband. Yeah, it, it's got. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like Andy Warhol gothic. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd say that's about right. Like, there's like Casper, it really reminded me. Like, here I am at the factory. As you can see, there is Edie Sedgwick, and in the corner there is the ghost of Marilyn Monroe. You have someone to talk to. Okay, Casper, does go. he really talk like that? Uh, yeah, he kind of talks. I've like, never actually heard like he, a soundbite of him speaking. He, it's like a combination of like Philip Seymour Hoffman and John Malkovich. Uh, so you see, <laughs> and okay. the, the people who've played him are so weird. David Bowie. Well, I feel like you have to be weird. David Bowie played him. That makes sense. And Bill Hader played him. <laughs> that also makes sense. <laughs> but like, like it's good to know they're getting the right people. <laughs> Whipstaff Manor is okay. Can I just say, this reminded me of, it's like the castle from the Little Mermaid, like the one that's under the sea. And Are you saying that this cat- You know what I'm saying. This is a very you phallic You know what I'm saying. Manner. Like, it's like that, but if L- Willy Wonka had like done the interior no. design. Okay, so the only person who could build a house this, like this is like Vincent Price. Yeah. Like this is Vincent Price's house. He's like, so here I am in this very oblong shape. Oh, it kind of looks like a penis. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, sir. It definitely looks like a penis. <laughs> no, it doesn't. This is my house. I'm building a boy upstairs. Is that boy's name uh, Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> well, his name is Edward and he's a good little boy. Can I have the candy now? I have raisins. 
Oh, man. Doesn't Vincent Price look like the guy who would give out raisins for Yeah, Olive? yeah. You don't need Kenny. And not, not, like, not like boxes of them. Individual raisins. Because I was saying to you, I was like, if... If they, if you had to picture who Casper's dad was before he died, Vincent Price, it, it, it would have to be yeah. Vincent Price, right? What, what, what is his name? His full name? And Whipstaff, uh, Whipstaff McFadden. That name comes with its own monocle. And and would would he be a top hat man or would he be a bowler hat man? I think he would be a fedora. Really? Like just picture like the fedora with with like the cape. Yeah, I can see it. Like Anton Ego and like Ratatouille. Yeah. And he's got like one crazy feather just or, sticking or out of it. Or maybe like he's heard of France a lot and he would have a beret. Yeah. That's before Casper died. Or no, no. He would have one of those weird hats that, that like is a two in one. It's like a bowler cap on the side and the fedora top, but it flips up like a blossom hat. Okay. Do you know what uh, I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Remember when we were watching Singing in the Rain? And that the hat he was wearing and gotta sing. No, I try to block that movie out. Whatever. But <laughs> but Whipstaff McFadden has has one of those eccentric hats. And his he I bet he has a cane. You know, I'm starting to think with a name like Whipstaff McFadden, like Casper actually made out really good. Like, yeah, it's a good thing you died, Casper. Well I was I was No, I'm saying like he actually probably had like like what was his mom's name? They never said. No, I know, but can you imagine? <laughs> Mimsy. <laughs> Mimsy McPifflepuff. I bet. I bet it was like. I bet it was like Buffy. Oh no! Better yet, Bimsy. Arutus Blamford. <laughs> like that Pat Oswalt sketch. Arutus, I named this rose after you. <laughs> June Emperor McWillow face <laughs> i could go all night <laughs> so so casper was a very important movie for me as a kid um my sister had hocus pocus but i had casper and my parents weren't originally gonna let me see is that like a thing because like you've told me like boys are more drawn to casper i really think it is because and girls are more drawn to, which is weird because there's a female protagonist in casper but there's a male protagonist but in but also, boys feel well. The the, the female protagonist like that people relate to way. in Hocus Pocus, like like she's the antagonist. But everyone, it it's the divine Miss M's. It's Bette Miller's okay. movie. Like so so like for for boys, like I don't care what they say. Boys are very sensitive. Oh well, yeah. And and like this is a very sensitive <laughs> movie. Like. But my parents weren't originally going to let me watch it. It's just all those years of telling them to bottle up their emotions. Right, right. And and Casper is a very emotional, like little boy. He gets deep. Yeah. Like the 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 moment when he's describing his death. <laughs> I begged and begged my dad to get me this sled, and he acted like I couldn't even have it because I didn't know how to ride it. And then one morning I I came down for breakfast and there it was, just for me. For no reason at all. I took it out. Went sledding all day. My dad said that's enough, but I couldn't stop. I was having so much fun. It got late. It got dark. It got cold. And I got sick. But... Because when she finds him, he's, he's on top of his sled and, 
And he's like, I begged my dad to get me this sled. And I wouldn't and get up the I thing. And then I died on it. <laughs> well, no, I remember that monologue. I, I did that monologue as a kid because, as, as I said before, I my parents had me try child acting. And That's a good monologue yeah, to do. And, and That's really good. I remember it verbatim. You're going through a whole range of emotions because, there. But that scene is the scene that got me over, like, not over death. I'm still deathly afraid of death. I'm still terrified. <laughs> deathly afraid of death? <laughs> Man. There's the t-shirt. <laughs> death kills me. <laughs> um, no, but, but like, that, that whole, like, Casper explaining dying how it's like being born but backwards and like all of that kind of put me at ease it still scared the shit it out of me it's a very but... like soothing way to describe it unless of course like you're getting hit by a car or well, so <laughs> i had to do a lot of like work to even see this movie as a kid because as i said before i was scared of death and my parents are like, well, if you're scared of death, you can't see Casper because it's all about death. And yeah, there's literally a ghost boy in it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, but that's not real. And they're like, I, I, I love, was, I was, I, I love how it, it was all it took was a movie. I feel like that's how you got over a lot of fears in life. That's how I got over I mean, my granted, fear of con men. <laughs> um, and and he became one. <laughs> it's like Batman. <laughs> I'm not a con man. Here, I'll sell you this bridge. <laughs> um, no, but like my parents were like, if you're scared of death, then you can't see Casper because that's all about death. I'm like, all better. <laughs> like, I'm not scared anymore. Oh, we don't have to take him to that woman with the puppet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never told that story on the podcast. No? No. So I was scared of death and my parents took me to a bunch of different versions of a of a psychologist or psychiatrist okay one of them was group therapy of of all boys that were scared of death and i looked at- <laughs> there's so many of them yeah what do you call that a murder of boys <laughs> a murder of boys well the funny part is that that i was when i realized that i was the coolest one in this group of nerdy boys who were scared of death i was like I think I'm going to be okay. But one of the I love how you say nerdy boys like there's a distinction like you were the jock in that group when we both know that's not well, the case. Well, you know how pale I am. I was the tannest one out of all. Seriously. Yeah, it it was like I was in a room of Caspers like <laughs> There's the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I was in a room of Caspers. Um so one of them was this this psychologist or, or neurologist brain doctor or whatever mm-hmm. named dr irma and she had to get to the bottom of why i was scared of death and why i had ocd as a kid and my dad's like we're never going back and my mom's like why and my dad goes she had a puppet she had a puppet that looked exactly like her oh that's even worse and it wasn't like it wasn't like a muppet puppet it was a it, muppet puppet it wasn't it wasn't like a muppet it was like like it wasn't just like a mouth and then just two googly eyes with like a mop it, wig. No, it it was like a King Friday, like Daniel. That's disturbing. Yeah, Daniel striped. Because type. that tells me that she had to go to a puppet maker and be like, "Make one of me." <laughs> and she's like, "Tell Doctor Irma." I say this, I'm like, uh, she's probably dead by now, but she she probably isn't. Uh, but but my dad's like. She had a puppet, and my mom's like, she came highly recommended. And my dad's like, she had a puppet. I know I know what's going to help Scott. 
do you want to go see a movie? Yeah, Casper's playing, and here we are. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've never been afraid of death, really. I mean, yeah, like if I, like, you know, everyone has, I feel like, a near-death experience. Well, it's but, just not knowing and, what happens. Yeah, that's the, like, I mean, yes, I am afraid of death, but I've never, like, it's never consumed me. Like, the fact that we're all united in the fear of death how old were kind you? of actually calms me down. How old were you when you had to deal with death the first time? Because um, I was, like, four or five. I don't know. Um, I mean... I, I, I'm sure I had relatives who died, but I don't remember. Yeah, I was like four or five. So like mm. that 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 really messed with me. Yeah. Um and, and Casper actually really helped. Thanks, Bill Pullman. Well, that ends the therapy segment <laughs> of the podcast. Well, like like we went we went to a doctor who had a puppet and my dad's solution was instead of going to all of that crazy shit. You know, uh, he's like, this will make him worse. My if dad, anything. my dad realized that it was movies that that were helping me. Right. Like going to all of these movies and seeing these movies were actually it was actually helping me. He didn't. Well, considering how quickly you got over it in order to see the movie, they're like, yeah, what else can we show him that'll <laughs> that'll uh, help him along here? Pepsi also helped because the commercials that they had for Casper, Casper doing Pepsi commercials. Do you remember them? No. Okay, so there's... Again, I was five years old. There's one... Well, like they show... You can still see it on YouTube. But there's one of Casper. You hear, like, in Whipstaff, you just hear this thudding noise, thudding noise. And then you go into the kitchen, and you see the refrigerator, and Casper's coming out. And Oh, I think I do remember yeah. that one. And, and you see that he can't get... He can't transfigure the Pepsi. And he's I like, do oh, remember man. that one now. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, seeing all of these ads, like, there was a Pizza was Hut like, one. Do, but that logic doesn't follow because the physics of ghosts in this movie, I mean, we'll get into it, but the physics of ghosts in this movie are insane. I don't understand So you it are at a all. ghost physicist. I am. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Haley Walker Curland, a professional uh, ghost, ghost physicist. physicist. <laughs> well, there's a ghost therapist in this movie. It stands to reason there could be a ghost physicist. Okay, talking about all the ghost. All the ghost physicists out there tweet at us. Talking about the, the the ghost therapist that is Bill Pullman, mm-hmm. um, I love I love how we were watching the movie and you're like, oh man, I miss Bill Pullman. I'm sad that he died. Like that was Bill Paxton. Bill Pullman's still alive, and you're like, good. <laughs> you got so comforted. He was kind of sexy in this movie. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, I found out that I had a crush on Christina Ricci from this movie, and you you're had like, a crush on. What is with Christina Ricci? And she does all these like kind of spooky. Like, is it just like? I mean, granted, she has the. She's physi- not Wednesday Adams in this, so. No, I know, but she like, you know, Casper. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Adams Family. Like Black Snake it's not Moan. Typecasting, but it's not like. I was joking on Black Snake Moan. <laughs> yeah, I just glossed over that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she always finds herself in. She's good at it. Oh, she is. She's fantastic, and she's good in like other things too. Like I saw Speed her. Racer. In- where are you going? Come back. No. <laughs> you saw her as Zelda Fitzgerald. Yes, I saw her as Zelda Fitzgerald. Um, she she was really good in that. Um, but she always lands these like she's 
you know, every time I see her, all I can think of is, this is Halloween, this is Halloween. She wasn't in Nightmare Before Christmas. No, but I'm saying that's the theme song. Oh, okay. Because like, she always ends up in these, like, spooky, like, Halloween-centric roles. Um, um, I'm surprised she wasn't in, um, uh, oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, my God, we talked about it earlier. Josie and the Pussycats? No. <laughs> no. Um, uh, Hocus Pocus. Thank oh, you. Hocus Pocus? Yeah. Because she was doing Adam's Family Values. Oh, okay, yeah. So she couldn't she couldn't yeah. straddle both broomsticks. Would you want to see her in Thora Birch's part? Thora that's Birch. All... Danny. The little girl. Because that's the only yeah. role she could have played. I could see her in that. Easily. I, I, she's always Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Your she hair... made that role. <laughs> Your hair is like... <laughs> Your hair is like wheat. Your skin is as smooth as milk. <laughs> Like, or as white as milk. Oh. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but wait, we cannot break bread with you. <laughs> yeah. And that is for all these reasons I have decided to scalp you. Well, the, the weird... Please insert that clip in there. <laughs> Adam's family clips are the hardest clips to find. Oh, because they're so good. <laughs> yeah. But to think that, like, two years before this movie came out, she did Adam's Family Values, and she followed it up with Casper. Mm. Like, she was on a hot streak. Yeah. And then she had to go make Now and Then. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, let's 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 go to the first, like, five minutes of the movie again. This movie has a really great opener. Yeah, because uh, Squint's Paladino. Paladorus. Paladorus. Paladino, oh. I think, is Goodfellas. <laughs> so... Squint, they squ- they sneak in, him and his buddy, they sneak into Whipstaff Manor to light the black flame candle. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, wrong movie. Okay, so so, um, so is this a thing he, that... He sneaks in there to go steal a kiss from Wendy Peppercorn. No, <laughs> that's not right either. Why does he go in there? Squint's Paladorus went in there and he kissed Casper. He kissed him long and he kissed him good. <laughs> I'd pay to see that movie. That's my... Okay, is it weird that, like, I love that reading, that narration in Sandlot of Squint's Peladoris kissed Wendy Peppercorn. He kissed her long and good. Just the way he says it, good. (laughs) 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 Not since the Wonder Years have I loved narration. Yeah, and then, (laughs) like, at the end, they're like, and they had six children. Whoa! (laughs) Jeez, Squint's. But... Okay, so it's Squints, and then it's the kid who plays Casper. Oh, wait, no, it's not. The kid who plays Casper is in the movie because... Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, I think were they sneaky, and they snuck him in I the think beginning? He's, I think he is one of the kids who's walking to school. Okay. Um, um, He's certainly not the kid that appears at the end. No, that's Devin Sawa from Little Giants and Final Destination Idle Hands. Like, how how insulting is that? It's like, listen, listen, Machali, or Mahali... M A L A C H I Casper Casper uh, Pearson. Whatever. We'll call it, his last name is Pearson. We'll call him Pearson. We've got to upgrade you to Casper two Well, but but it's like yeah, you're doing a great job as Casper, and I get to kiss Christina Ricci, right? Oh, you're not you're not good looking enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so insulting. I yeah, because I feel like if I don't know, I don't get it. But although I will say. When I was little, Devin saw we saw a ca- yeah, I saw a Casper, and yeah, dressed as Prince Eric. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, <laughs> because because Devin Sawa is like a 
sober Macaulay Culkin. Like, like he's like the good-looking Macaulay Culkin. Uh, yeah, and then like Devin Sawa had had kind of a career. He still does. He was on the Nikita show that was on CW. Uh, okay. But uh, he's most famous for Final Destination. Okay, yeah. But I will never see those movies. <laughs> never, ever, ever. I um, saw the first one right before I took a flight. Why would you do that? Because I didn't know what You the... who are afraid of death. It was... Or deathly afraid of death. It was the in-flight movie. I'm not even... You didn't get a choice? You couldn't turn it off? This was a time period. This was 1999. This is a time period where on airplanes you didn't get to pick the movie you watched they played but you could turn it off no what if you wanted to sleep you could sleep but so sleep (laughs) you know me if a movie's playing (sighs) so when when squints and the other boy who is of no importance when they're arguing it's the dumbest thing i want to be in the picture but no one will believe me. Well, somebody had to take the picture. Like, What what, what does he think? There's going to be a, another kid no, in school he, who's like, no, I took the picture. You weren't there. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Casper intervenes and he's like, guys, calm down. I got four fingers. You got five fingers. I'll They're busy. The <laughs> it is a great opener. And um, the thing that gets me. He tries it, so hard. He's like that. He's just that one kid that tries too, too hard at a party. He's like that kid who, in school on picture day, he showed up in a full suit. Yeah. <laughs> what? I even have an ascot. I've already combed over my hair. Oh, uh, thank you. I got a dicky. Uh. <laughs> That—that's who Casper is. He's Don't that- you know who my father is? <laughs> he's Whipstaff McFadden. And he will have your job, good sir. He um, won his fortune in the game of dice and tiny binoculars. <laughs> but Casper, okay, so Casper himself, he's very sweet, but he's also... Creepy it, as fuck? Okay, here's like, a little PSA. Guys, ghosts get horny too. they do i mean what has he been dead since like the 1890s we can't really nail down the time period yeah because like the brooklyn dodgers were around however but okay i gotta call i gotta call bs on that because if they lived in in maine he wouldn't have been a dodgers fan would have been a red sox fan yeah and the significance of the dodgers thing is we discover that the hidden treasure in whipstaff is a ball signed by duke snyder duke snyder of the brooklyn dodgers which which yeah, that is a treasure. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, everybody's like, "What?" It's a baseball. That is a signed baseball by from Duke Snyder of the Brooklyn Dodgers. That thing is worth like probably two million dollars. Like, the Baseball Hall of Fame alone would pay through the nose. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Or like, I'm sure Cat was just like, "And I'll take that. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> oh Can man, just, Casper, uh... you're like my best friend. I'm yeah. just gonna take this. Yeah. I mean, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So then we come to well, well. Let let's talk about the entire premise of the movie. Is Casper wants to date Cat? 
He's so lonely. He doesn't want a friend. He wants a woman. <laughs> like <laughs> This movie should be called Thirsty Casper. <laughs> it's like, I haven't felt anything down there since, well, a long fucking time. <laughs> they... <laughs> The newest sensation sweeping the nation was this thing called ice cream. <laughs> it was before bl- bread was sliced. So I want to talk about um, Kathy Moriarty, who plays uh, Cadigan Crittenden. Cadigan. Kerrigan? Kerrigan. Kerrigan Crittenden. Kerrigan. It, it, ca- it was Kerrigan? Kerrigan Crittenden, yeah. Cause it's- Say that's five times fast. And Eric Geidel. Monty I'm, Python, Eric Idle, and Raging Bulls. I'm just going to call her Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Because when I think of a kid's movie, I think of the unfaithful wife from Raging Bull. Like, Yeah, she is intense. Like, And the thing I pointed out to you is her and Dibs mm-hmm. uh, match. She's, er, he's her midnight cowboy? Well, no, no. They, they kind <laughs> of mirror... Um, oh, the... The evil girl, who I don't even remember her name, and Guy. Yeah. Bully 1 and Bully 2. Yeah. Um, I, his, his name is like Rick or Vic, but I call it him... It is Vic. It's Vic, but I call him Guy because he's Guy from the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, okay. Um, I was this close. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also uh, Foggy Nelson's brother in real life, Eldon Henson. That, Foggy! He's yay. Garrett Henson. Um... um but so we meet, so after that, we meet Cadigan. Carrigan. Carrie. I'm just going to call her Carrie. I don't care at this point. Just call her Kathy Moriarty. No. Uh, Kmo? No. Uh, blonde bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Carecrit. Blonde bitch Bob. Um, she She's at a will reading of her late father. Yeah, okay. So he, he leaves everything to animals and like the craziest like stuff like like wood lice (laughs) Um, death donations yeah no uh dyslexic dalmatian what a sad like can you imagine being a firefighter and having a dyslexic dalmatian i think of them as the same type of dog as like the dog in big mouth who like who looks in the mirror and realizes (laughs) his own existence yeah he's an existential existential dog um oh god but like like their relationship is he her lawyer is eric idol her lawyer her lackey her lover no i think it's like again i think it's just like you know they're oh god i don't i don't even know like (laughs) i think honestly i think we've got like a weird Fifty Shades of Grey kind of situation going on. I don't know. I think um, it's more that's of... That's the vibe I, I think get. of it more of a, like, Karen Walker and Jack Jack McFarlane from Will and Grace type of thing. Really? Yeah, because I, I got the vibe that, like, he was a dandy. <laughs> like Yeah, confirmed he dress- bachelor. He dresses like the Joker. Eric Idle in this movie... No, he doesn't. Eric he I- is all about the tweed. Eric Idle is wearing a purple tweed suit. It's purple. It's purple. Oh, okay. With, with a with a green with a green shirt. Is he? It's purple. Oh, okay. Because because at the end of the movie, he's wearing a purple suit with a green green shirt. Okay. And then he says his line about, "You can haunt me in a house with purple wallpaper." 
<laughs> and green shag carpeting. Are you the Joker, sir? No. <laughs> Are you the Riddler? That's not the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> um... But no, so she, yeah, so like she's like, uh, enough with the animals. What did I get? Enough with the livestock. She's not even kind to say animals. She says livestock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a farmer enough on a tractor. With the soon to be hamburgers. <laughs> There's a farmer on a tractor out in Kansas who's really pissed at you, lady. Um, but yeah, so and they're like, oh, you got a house. I love I love the line too where <laughs> she's like I get a shitty house and he's like no no it was shitty 50 years ago. Now it's condemned. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm late for lunch. I love yeah. how he just adds in Ben Stein adds in and I'm late for lunch like Yeah, he just popped up in the darndest places didn't oh, he? Oh, he always did because yeah. he just speaking had that of, voice. Yeah, speaking of popping up in the darndest places. So, after she gets the will, they discover the Goonies map basically attached to it. <laughs> I would have loved for it to be the Goonies map. Um, okay, so when they actually go to Whipstaff, yeah. So we got I, these. I one- just love his line delivery of of Eric Idols when he just goes, "Are you a transient?" Like it's very Monty Python esque. Yeah. And he, my favorite line is, "Are you a burglar?" <laughs> like. Like Eric Idle in this is great, and yeah. So they discover Casper and his it, 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 trio of funny uncles. the ghostly trio. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but but when when they get go through like the people to get rid of them, they have Father Guido Sarducci, which I do feel like dates this movie a little bit. A little bit, but because that was that was like that's that was a really good cameo. But a few for them. years ago, Don Novella, who plays. Father Guido Sarducci got back dressed up in the the stuff, and he did stuff for fundraisers for Hurricane Sandy, and he also did like T-Mobile commercials. As so, uh, eh, it's a I would say like maybe now, but like it's dated twenty sixteen is like last time is really relevant. I feel like it would have almost been funnier if they got the priest from The Exorcist. Oh. Like he goes in there and he's like. You have no idea what I've dealt with. I'll get this ghost out of here. And he kind of just comes out like just, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think they could have gotten Max von Sydow. <laughs> like, well, you know what? Maybe they didn't try hard enough. No, I don't think they did. Um, <laughs> they really didn't. I like- mean, they got a Ghostbuster. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Someone else. Yeah, they got Dan Aykroyd, who uh, I found out the craziest thing about Dan Aykroyd. That's our refrigerator. Oh, okay. I'm still you're, getting used to the noises getting... in this place. Okay. So, it's a ghost. So I got to give a shout out to the Rock Candy Podcast, Maggie and Ashley. They did Haunted Celebrities. This okay. Week, and Dan Aykroyd bought Mama Cass's house from Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah, the one who died with the sandwich in her mouth. No, that she actually died with a ton of pills in her body. But... <laughs> The joke is that she died of a ham sandwich from Austin Powers. Oh. But Dan Aykroyd claims that his house is haunted by the ghost of Mama Cass. And like he would wait. You know what? That's not a bad haunting. Of all the, yeah, that that would be (laughs) great. No, but, and then the the final one, they, they had so many opportunities to do like the rule of threes of like finding someone to try and do another exorcism or like, like, 
Well, what do you got? You got Exorcist. Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster. And then what follows? Then you would go with like maybe a televangelist or like <laughs> like Billy Graham. <laughs> no, because like Father Guido Sarducci is like the religious aspect of it. Then, oh, then then you get like Cher or, or yeah, you get Cher and her psychic friends network. Like no, you get Stevie Nicks. That's who you get. You get a witch. You get, you get a, a witch. You get a white witch. Casper, have you ever seen the Seven, Seven Wonders? Wonders. Uh, the music video for Seven Wonders is great because Lindsay Buckingham is like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. <laughs> go go play with Casper. But yeah, I would have loved to see Stevie Nicks and Casper interaction. Like, like she becomes Wendy. Yeah. She's just like, you know what? You can live here. That, cool oh, guy. that's that's who who Doctor Harvey should end up with, is Stevie Nicks. There you go. Um, but I just love how the next scene is is Casper so alone and he's watching Mister Rogers and I told you, and Mis- well, keep in mind we were fresh off of the Mister Rogers documentary. Yeah, won't you be my neighbor? Um, oh my heart. But oh. but but I thought that this clip was actually from the show. And it's not Fred Rogers. Like Spielberg went to Fred Rogers and he's like, oh, I see. Of course I'll do this. Casper is a little boy who just needs a friend. We all need friends. I will happily do this for no money. Fred Rogers, you are the best. Excuse me. I'm sorry. My heart just fell on the floor. Um, I have to, hang on. Let me do this. There we go. And put that. There we go. <laughs> Have you ever felt like Priscilla Cat did? <laughs> like, oh, uh, without friends, like Fred Rogers. Like his cameo is so brief. The cameos in this movie, yeah, they did a really good job. They did a really good job with you, the cameos. You got, you got Clint Eastwood. You got Rodney Dangerfield and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, the, he's got that one one little line. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, of course. My um, my favorite, and this shows how dated Casper is. Mm-hmm. Is the Mel Gibson one. Oh, yeah. Because it, he, cause when he looks in the mirror and he sees how handsome he is, it's like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was Mel Gibson until this movie, or until our this recent viewing. Who did you think it was? I, like, I didn't really know Mel Gibson when I first saw this. Oh, so okay. it's like, I it just like, oh. Well, what five-year-old girl a- would know? <laughs> the only way you would know him is his voice because he was John Smith. And Pocahontas. That's, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And the chicken thing in Chicken yeah. Run. But no, he doesn't even speak. He just appears. And winks at the camera. Yeah. He literally winks at the camera. Yep. But um, I never noticed the, uh, what Clint Eastwood says. <laughs> did, did you catch what he said this time? No. I'm going to kill you, your mama, and all her bridge-playing friends. You think you got a tub? I got a facelift. There was one just like it underneath. Jeez. And, and, um, and that that is the dialogue because the script is written mm-hmm. by Sherry Stoner okay, and Dina Jacobs of of Animaniacs fame. Oh, okay. Um, Sherry Stoner is Slappy Squirrel. Mm, you remind yeah. me of a young scrappy doo. Um, and Dina wrote one of the most famous Animaniacs jokes ever. The dirtiest one. Yeah. And it's insert clip here. <laughs> I found 
No, no, no. Fingerprints. I don't think so. And it makes so much sense that this was written by those two. Yeah. Because, like, this feels like an Animaniacs episode. Yeah. It truly does. Also, part, well, the, the ones with the ghostly trio definitely do. I, I would say that, like, definitely, yeah. But they're, they're less like, they're less like Yakko, Wacko, and Dad, and they're more like the good pigeons. Yeah. That uh, makes more sense. Are the um, good feathers. But so, Casper is lonely. Casper is pinky. Or, Casper's the brain, and Cat is pinky. I'm, I wasn't even going to go there. I'm just saying. Like... <laughs> I'm just saying that this could easily... Well, think about... I, I, I know they're... You know, it's produced by the... Oh my God. Or, well, not produced. Um, It's written by the guys who wrote in Animaniacs. And Spielberg produced Animaniacs to, also. Yeah. But I just realized... Okay. They go they go to the therapist well because who do Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, who is their big caretaker? A therapist. Who is the Ghostly Trio's caretaker? A therapist. Okay. So while Scott's picking up his brains off oh the floor. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what the so, damn hell? Yeah. So so he sees this thing on, uh, what's it called? It's like a- like, Hard copy. Hard copy, which Yeah, I'm, that's right. You've, okay. So so in the 90s, they have like hard copy and deadline okay. and like they were these it's like TMZ. T- yeah, yeah, they TMZ. were these TMZ shows, but instead of like going after celebrities, they went after like tabloid stories. And children, apparently. Yeah. Like, I mean, they- these were okay hard copy I, well i was watching this and i'm like they can't do that they can't like follow his daughter at school like that's illegal. think about the two stories that they were doing at the time of this movie jean benet ramsey no yep really jean oh, benet wow i got that right on oh yeah that's right it was 1996 94 94 i thought it was 1996 it was, this, it was the same year as oj and oj was the other one wow that was a tough year. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they. I had... sworn John Bonet was nineteen ninety six. We're gonna have to watch that really sad documentary again. Okay. But but that's that's what they did. They they just invaded people's lives. So it makes sense that that they're doing. Well, that's when you were like, oh, it's like TMZ, like of that time period, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> um, Therapist. So, but yeah, to so they break the story. Yeah. Like. This guy can solve your problems if you're dead. Um, and it's very clear that Dr. Harvey is a is a con artist just trying oh, to... Oh, yeah. Because when he finally comes face to face with a ghost, you get the Bill Pullman scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't even replicate it. Yeah. There's no Pullman like Bill Pullman, except his son who looks exactly like him. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, Casper's like... Writer's Bagel Basket is brought to you by Bad Times at the El Royale, starring Lewis Pullman. I don't think we can say that. <laughs> it's free publicity. They don't care. <laughs> well, in that case... Um, um, no, but, uh, but... But when when they finally, like, come face-to-face with the ghosts... It's kind. Yeah. He, I mean, he does have a real reason for chasing a ghost down. Because his wife's dead, and he doesn't want to. Which leads me to believe that he is like kind of invested in this. He is, but he doesn't care about helping the other ghosts. He cares about finding his wife. Yeah. Oh my God, does he still want to sleep with his dead wife? You know, 
I'm starting to think this is where I had sex with a ghost came from. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe Kesha was right. What? You've never heard that story? No, that's not the her- story I've heard about Kesha in the news a lot. Um, oh, now I'm sad. But Ke- Kesha <laughs> is very spiritual, and she said that she sleeps oh. with ghosts. Okay. Well. <laughs> like. Um. Okay. But, yeah. So, so yeah, he's tracking down his wife. So All I can say is uh, use protection. <laughs> Speaking of using protection. That we- ectoplasm does not come out of your sheets. Okay, Speaking of using protection, can we talk about the scene when when Cat and Casper at the breakfast table? Go ahead. I've never done this before. Me neither. Can you hurt me? No. Can I hurt you? No. Where is this going? <laughs> no, because because the the way they are children. <laughs> well, well, she's he's no, like, but no, but that is like a very like, getting caught playing doctor or like making out with your boyfriend. Yeah, because he's like, go ahead, touch me, and can I hurt you? Like, like yeah, can you the, hurt me? No, it's like Casper, oh. can you please put a glove on? Yeah. <laughs> like, I do like the way he describes, like, the like he what, what is, he is. Yeah, but it's a throwaway like, line. She's like, "What are you? What are you made out of?" And he says, "Oh, I think it's like the tingly feeling when, like, from like the when your foot falls asleep." Somebody put real thought into that line. Sherry Stoner. Yeah, that that actually it's it's meant to be kind of funny, but it's like no, uh, I think you're onto something. <laughs> Because it's like, we've all had that feeling and it just feels like something is touching you or like, you know, grabbing you. So that kind of makes sense. I remember Siskel and Ebert's review of this movie. Like, they absolutely loved it. Okay. Like, like they're like, it's smart. It's well written. I think it doesn't I mean, talk the story, down to kids. Aside from the ghost physics and the ghost therapy, which is a little bit of a stretch... But, but he gives up so easily. Like, Well, so let's talk about their, like, so they get hired by Cadigan. Kerrigan. Kerrigan. And they get hired by Kerrigan. Um, they get hired by Hermitabat. <laughs> they get hired by Kerrigan. Um, Why are you doing a Dennis Miller impression? Kitty hey, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. <laughs> get this ghost in my house, will you, babe? <laughs> Can I get back to Saskatchewan? <laughs> um but no so they she hires them to basically you know go in there with their ouija board or whatever they got yeah okay she gets mad because she's like oh you're just going there and you spray (laughs) and she's like days possible weeks maybe months forget it yeah and it literally takes days because he gives up after a day yeah although if I met like the ghostly trio, I'd be like, "Yeah, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna work out." <laughs> because, because he gives up because I mean, he gets catfished. That's the equivalent of going into a therapist's office and seeing that she has a puppet. Um, <laughs> well, she was a neurologist. She was a brain doctor. She was trying to figure out what was wrong with my brain. Yeah, there's other ways to do that, like a cat scan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of cats, she um, had. 
a puppet. <laughs> but she came highly recommended. She had a puppet. Um, we need we need a writer's bagel basket puppet. <laughs> no. Oh, come on! You don't want like a, a little little bagel? <laughs> Hi, I'm Bagley. <laughs> oh God! Kill it with fire! No, I want to be your friend. No, it's gain sentience. Die! It's me, Bagley. Bagley of the Bagel Basket Bagel. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> I'm here because of you, Haley. I'm here because of you. Get away from me. Yeah, that's why we don't have puppets on this podcast, and that's why we're talking about a kid's movie that had a surprisingly touching like realization on my life. So anyway, <laughs> no seriously, this is this is a movie that I always watch when I want to feel better. When I'm having like, you know, when I was living in New York and because New York City in Brooklyn was awful, I always watched Casper. Like I always did. I would, Okay. Casper it just it it's crazy and it doesn't I don't understand how a kids movie can be so it's childish and adult at the same time. Yeah, it 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 actually walks that tightrope very very well. Like like this is like it found the line. And, um, and yeah, I mean the shticks that they do. There there is a reason why Stretch turns into a uh, when his face turns into a shoe, it turns into a Nike shoe. Like yeah, again, there ghost physics. Ghost but there's logic. a ton of product placement in yeah. this movie. Yeah, but anyway, so um, when they first get in the house, I was surprised um, that... The electricity for, worked? Well, the electricity worked, but also, like, there wasn't... There was dust. Don't get me wrong. There's dust and cobwebs for days. Well, Casper but has there to do his chores. But there wasn't as many... Like, when she goes to lay on the bed, like, dust should just be coming up well, from the mattress no i know but like wouldn't that tip you off like <laughs> this house is like over like a hundred years old casper casper is like mr belvedere casper does all of the chores and he takes care of everybody and but he can't get a pepsi out of the goddamn fridge <laughs> how useful can he be okay it's so creepy when when cat lies on his bed he goes there's a girl on my bed. What are yes! you? What are you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. Score one for Casper. <laughs> Casper, you're like a Ken doll. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> know what I would have? Yeah, loved? he he does have a Ken doll situation going on. <laughs> but but like, what are you gonna do? She's never gonna love you. <laughs> you died. <Aww. laughs> you died of pneumonia. <laughs> it got cold. It got dark, and, and I got, it got sick. Colder, and then I, I built a snowman, cat. I built a snowman. Okay, do I, you want to build a snowman, cat? <laughs> <laughs> One thing that that always gets brought up is um. So Harvey Comics created Casper. They also created Richie Rich, but uh, the Simpsons pointed pointed out Did how. Did they create Archie? No. No, okay. Arch, Archie was Archie Comics. Okay. Well, um, but Harvey Comics created Richie Rich and Casper, and The Simpsons eerily pointed out that Richie Rich and Casper are the same person. Like that like, is weird. Like they look exactly alike. How do you think Richie did it? <laughs> like, 
oh no, I'm bankrupt. Well, goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> Just jumps out the 51st floor. Ah. Uh... Oh. My name no, is Casper. No, now. his butler died, and then he couldn't figure out how to tie his shoe. So he's just like, "Welp, time for the end." <laughs> no, not Cadbury. My time has come. I love Cadbury. Um, it just. You love chocolatey. Uh, well, that's the name of the butler. Things with uh, chocolate eggs. That's the name of the. Herbert, with like a nougat yolk. Herbert Cadbury is his name. Yeah. Also, the Rich family owns a chocolate factory. Um, I, my point is made. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> but but Casper, like, this came out a year after Richie Rich, so. Oh, better yet, what if Cadbury was like he had planted himself? Well, Cadbury, like, the actor who plays in, Cadbury, kind of looks like Stretch. Just saying. No, but I'm saying like, what if he planted himself in the family of Richie Rich solely to figure out how to like take them down from the inside, and then like he killed them, and then <laughs> this just got dark, and then took over their chocolate factory. Well, yeah, the Rich's last name is not Cadbury. It, no, but but I just always thought like, and he threw Richie <laughs> out into the cold. I just I just always thought that that was weird that. To, to save a few bucks on animation that they just use the cell over again. The animation cell. Yeah. Like, um, but Cat's first day of school is so uncomfortable for me. Why? Because like... How many new schools did you go to, Scott? <laughs> no, but, but it was always... Uh, okay, so there were always kids coming into school that were the new kid and I always felt bad for them. Yeah, because that kid was me. <laughs> There was, there I went was, to like, oh God, how many how many schools did I go Haley, to? Haley, Haley. In uh-huh. elementary school, on this kid's first day, he was so scared of being the new kid, he shat his pants. Oh no. And I, w- <laughs> I had to be the one showing him around. And he's like, I need to go home. And I was like, oh, it's going to be okay, buddy. He's like, I pooped my pants. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Well, we're just going to turn right around. So, so every time I see this new kid scene for Kat, I was like, she's going to poop her pants. <laughs> There's no hope for you. Um, no, I, like the only, like, I mean, granted, yeah, it was always tough to be the new kid in school. But for me, the worst part was like having to take like this, like sex ed class, like three different times. <laughs> with coach steve because like all like different schools had like different timelines for like when they wanted to like teach it and somehow i ended up taking it like three times and watching the same like like uh like uh forget what 1950s like no no like just the live birth video (laughs) well it's it's not really that traumatic for me but like it was just like oh this again (laughs) no like but um, in my school system, that they, they always showed like nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, like no, like yeah, I definitely like I encountered bullies like the the kind cat encounter. You mean little little Kathy Moriarty? Yeah, who looks exactly the the actress they got. To she's play, like yeah, she's like Cadigan, Carrigan like, Crittenden. Yeah, she she looks exactly like Kathy Moriarty, like just a younger version yeah. of her. And me, that, me. that 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 girl played the same role in Milk Money and she also was on Boy Meets World. As a bully? 
No, she played uh, Corey's first girlfriend. Oh, so she broke free of that. No, yeah. She was actually... I liked her better than Topanga in the second season. Oh, okay. Um... Um... But yeah, little Kathy Moriarty is making fun of her. Oh, she also says when they find out that Wait, oh, that the Halloween God. dance uh, needs to be rescheduled because of due a, to the asbestos in the school. Well, okay. First off, they're like, "We'll move the Halloween dance a few months away." You mean when it would be a Valentine's Day dance? I think that's what they're saying. I think that like it won't be a Halloween dance anymore. We're just gonna turn it into something else. Yeah. And and she goes, oh, my parents, their boathouse. Like, what kind of boathouse do you have that you can have the fit, whole like, school there? Like rich people problems. I I don't think you're that rich. <laughs> um, and then, is, is she a bush? Like, is this <laughs> Kenny Bunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Kenny Bunkport. Um, but when when one of the kids was it Kenny Bunkport? No, it was Rockport, Maine. They, they, oh no, okay yeah. all right um close enough but my favorite is the kid with the high top fade who who goes yo check it i was like are you gonna release your mixtape now <laughs> like <laughs> yo mr c check it i got a great idea and what then if he, we go to the ghost house yeah like they they volunteer this poor girl it's her first day everyone just made fun of her and now they're like this is like the epitome of bullying they're they're volunteering her house yeah it's like, you know... If, I feel good that Casper, like, tied all of their shoelaces together. Like, yeah. good. These people are dicks. But again, ghost physics. Ghost physics. 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 <laughs> you sound like Jenny Slate from Big Mouth. Oh my god, your dog looks like Nathan. <laughs> guys, guys, ghost physics. <laughs> um, But... But and then the movie. That's what I don't understand. Like he's able to touch things, but he's also able to go through. So is it like, it's an at will thing? You you can't transport solid matter. Yeah. Because remember, she goes and he And there are times where, like, when she's laying on him, like he's a pillow, she's able to like squish him. So when he could just like phase through her. Well, I think he doesn't want that what if like every time like he like went through her it's like the feeling of like when you walk through a cob cobweb (laughs) and then the movie goes by so fast like i i thought that it was like longer but then then it like goes like the next day is the actual dance yeah that guy goes by so fast and like he's already bill pullman's already given up because like he makes a deal with the ghosts yeah. He, he, oh, they're like, and they also eat. They catfish him. They eat. Yeah, but that food looks so good. As a yeah. kid, I always wanted. Oh, well, when they're bringing the desserts out, like well, so their he breakfast. Gives, yeah, he gives Cat like a regular, you know, you know, pancakes and pancake eggs. breakfast. They get like Twinkies, and then okay, I don't know if you I have. Don't, it's like chocolate. And okay, like, it, what it is is it's that it's the ice cream topping. Yeah. That automatically hardens when you put yeah. it when it gets cold. So yeah. he so he put when I was Twinkies kid, I, like, and snowballs and cupcakes. Yeah, the, yeah, that scene I was like literally as a kid. Even now as an adult, I'm just like licking my lips. Like. Give me all of it. <laughs> and then they say the meanest line. <laughs> Where's that bag of candy we saved for those kids? Now, and then they say the uh, meanest line. <laughs> I feel like Oprah on hiatus. You look like Oprah on hiatus. Oh, so mean. That is a little mean. But. Okay, we've been talking about the fun stuff. We need to get to the sad stuff. 
the really sad stuff. Well, well, before we do that, actually, can we go over Bill Pullman's like fight scene with the the ghostly trio, who if he, we haven't even named them? <laughs> Stretch, uh, Fatso, Fatso, Stinky. Stinky who's I cannot tell you how much it bothers me that Stinky's name ends with an IE. I don't know why, but it really bugs me. I love that it's Joe Alasky like it. who does the voice. Joe Alasky is the voice of Droopy Dog and Bugs Bunny and like he he's a famous cartoon actor. Mm. And I'm glad that they got like Brad Garrett and him and like they got real voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their fight scene when they're doing their what it is is it's a shot by shot. They're, they're literally trying to kill him. Like yeah, they are, but the their sword fight scene is is verbatim from Robin Hood, uh, the Errol Flynn one. Oh, okay. So they just recycled that choreography. Yeah. yeah. When they're going up the stairs and fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a nice little touch. Well, I don't understand. That. Like when they suck suck them up in the vacuum, why don't they just you know? Yeah, it's like just phase through it like you do everything else i okay ghost physics guys <laughs> thanks missy you're welcome <laughs> your dog looks like nathan fillion <laughs> what's that other line she said oh yeah sugar rush <laughs> sugar do. strength yeah sugar strength um <laughs> if you can't tell we're watching big mouth season two <laughs> It's really good. Yeah, it really is. I'm sad that we're through it. Um, <laughs> Are we? We're done. Are we done? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we still had a couple more no. episodes left. Wow. We went through <laughs> that. Baby. Um, I I love when it actually takes the serious turn. When you find out, like, like the way they start remembering is, is shared memories like like who are we talking about Casper? Casper remembers how he died and everything right. when he sees his childhood toys. Bill Pullman when spoiler alert Bill, Bill Pullman I... realizes who he is when he does the pinky swear. Yeah, it's like death kind of like like not wipes, today. <laughs> it kind of like, you know, wipes a couple of your memories like you kind of go back to the blank slate. Um okay so when when they're when they're up in the the kids play area when it what did i say to you like how funny would it have been if like she had set all that up and he's like oh this belonged to my dead sister (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus oh my god how did she die we don't talk about penelope (laughs) (laughs) enough um and then I love when he remembers. The first thing he does is he grabs a wedding dress. His mother's dress. It's a wedding dress. I think somebody has a little bit of an edible complex. I'm just saying. Did you just say edible complex? Yeah, an edible complex. <laughs> it's yummy. <laughs> he wants to keep her to eat her. <laughs> her flesh. Oh, and then he remembers. Okay, so I love when she's reading his father's obituary. Oh yeah, and he's right. like, and he spent his entire life creating the Lazarus machine, and he goes, the Lazarus machine. Here's the thing. That's a secret. Like, <laughs> he has a secret tunnel leading to a secret room with a secret pool. <laughs> he literally creates the Chamber he, of Secrets, <laughs> or the Bat Cave. 
Yeah. He should have been Batman. Um, what if he was Batman? <laughs> the Up and Atom Machine. That um, thing is a death trap. There's. Is that what they call it? The Up and Atom Machine? Yeah. I thought, well, no, wait. It's the Lazarus no, Machine. No, no. To get to the Lazarus Machine. Oh, yeah. His, yeah. Yeah. With, with that used to terrify me as a kid. The, the straight razor scared me. Yeah. So, so I love how they're trying to bring Casper back to life. Kerrigan wants the um, the the uh, the treasure, and then at the same time, the ghosts are trying to kill. Yeah, there's Bill there's, Pullman because they've been a trio the a, long enough. You got they the A, be a B, and C territory. Yeah, and or, then and then while both of those things are going on, Kerrigan dies and Bill Pullman dies, and they die basically the same way. Yeah, they both fall. To their deaths. Off cliffs. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> someone should put up a sign there. I'm a little bit lazy writing. Uh, yeah. You leave Slappy Squirrel alone. But I do like where she, uh, so that, yeah, they discover, Cat and Casper discover the people goop that's been. <laughs> yeah. The, the, what, what would you call it? How would you brand that? Well, he called it instant primordial ooze, so yeah, I'm going to call it that. The ooze. Yeah, this should be called Casper. What's this Casper. green stuff over here? Oh, don't worry about that. Just don't let it near any of the turtles. <laughs> go, Casper. Go, Casper. Go. Go, Cat. Um, I love when the way they, they finally kill um, Kerrigan. Like, it's such cartoon logic. They're like, oh, well, I mean, what's your unfinished business? And she's like, I don't have any unfinished business. I uh, uh, uh. And then also. And then, what did you just do? Yeah. That always scared the crap out of me. Really? I thought it was... I, no, I just mean, how abrupt it is. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the light goes through. Uh, I mean, so the guy, the guys who did the animation for this also worked with a Weta workshop in New Zealand for the Weta Frighteners. Workshop. For the Frighteners. So that's why... The, the color pigment on the ghosts are kind of similar to yeah. a year later with the Frighteners. Okay. Um, oh, going back to um, an- other forms of animation, Animaniacs, when Casper goes in the Lazarus machine and... And he turns work. into a sunny side yeah, up that, egg. That was, yeah, that was definitely an Animaniacs joke. Yeah. Am I alive? Bloop. In a manner of speaking? So what always gets me is I always felt bad when... when Bill Pullman comes back as a ghost and she's just horrified. Because he just real like he realizes like once he comes to his senses, he uh, realizes uh, honey, she's an orphan. You're an or- orphan. <laughs> it it's so sad. And the 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 one person I feel the worst for in this by scene the way, is you, Casper. Yeah. But I propose, by the way, whenever there's an orphan in the movie, can we just insert the sound bite of <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah, there will be blood. You're an orphan. Um, I I love when um, it breaks my heart, but just Casper's line reading of, come along, Dr. Harvey, you need this more than I do. (laughs) Poor Casper. And I hope you appreciate the sacrifice because I was planning on getting my rocks off (laughs) with your daughter. (laughs) So, um, or maybe this is like his long game. Like he's like, okay, your new plan. I guilt her. (laughs) 
forever because I literally handed her father back his life. I'm like one of those pathetic guys in high school who got hit by, you know, the girl's car and then she felt so bad that she married him out of pity. That's me, (laughs) Casper McFadden, marrying me out of pity. Um, And I, I love then the actual dance while it's going on, like, while the scariest stuff is going on, everyone's like, oh, no, this th- this party is actually really cool in this scary house. They all think it's a bit. <laughs> like, yeah. If they truly knew what was going on. Uh, um, well, I like that, like, there's a moment where there's, like, like, kind of an earthquake because of what's going on, and they're like, so should we have the party here? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then uh, and- L- little Kathy Moriarty... Oh. By the way, sorry, this just occurred to me. They left the gym at their school because of asbestos. I can't even imagine what's in this house. Asbestos, <laughs> cholera, the croup. Okay, so little- we use lead paint on our lead paints. <laughs> so little Kathy Moriarty, when her and uh, Guy from Mighty Ducks are are pretending to be ghosts. Do they really think people are going to believe they're a ghost? They I just... know. It's like, She's like, no, oh my God, we look costume. so... No, you look like basically a little rascal because you're on another yeah. kid's shoulders. <laughs> like, And then... And I... the little rascals did a better job than they oh, did, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> if you were my kids, I would punish you. <laughs> if we were your kids, we'd punish ourselves. Um, And then when, and when Stretch and Fatso and Stinky show up and they start freaking out and they run out... Did you cheer just a little bit when she got knocked? No, no, it wasn't. That wasn't what made them run out. Yeah. No, yeah. it's the, when she goes, "We're scary," and they pop out, and they're like, "Thank you." Oh, scared. Okay, sorry. I thought you meant scared, like the rest of the party goes away. I'm like, no, that. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> when they go running out, terrified. Yeah. When little Kathy Moriarty and Mighty Ducks boy. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about. Uh, um. Character actress Amy Brennerman. <laughs> yeah. She makes an appearance in this movie. As like, as an angel, I guess? Yeah, she's, she's Kat's she's, mom. Yeah, she's Kat's mom. But leading up to the that one. scene is the scene that they used in the trailer when they said, from the mind of Steven Spielberg. When the doors are opening and no. there's that mist coming through. No, from the mind of Steven Spielberg. It's when the toy train is going through Casper's mouth. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that's the artistic shot. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, again, <laughs> when he's finally reunited with his wife, like it is like, I mean, I got to hand it to him. He gives like an Oscar worthy moment here. Like, he's. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're not no, going but anywhere. like, it made like them catfishing him earlier that like all the more heartbreaking. Well, that, that's what I want to. I, I honestly believe that Fatso like finds her and he's like, oh, we have your husband. Hello, Raymond. Um, And then she's like, know what? Pretend to be me. We'll have a laugh later. She's in on it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Kat, your mom is a bitch um but i i love how she's like you did a very nice thing casper that's why i'm gonna turn you back into a boy for the next for like, five yeah. minutes like throughout for this whole song Takes a lot of angel dust to turn him into a human <laughs> that's what drug dealers say too <laughs> no it's the opposite <laughs> that's when people go from human to ghosts <laughs> 
<laughs> they're like, I can fly. <laughs> so, so this and is... I can walk through walls. Look, boom. <laughs> so this is when little Devon Sawa comes dressed as Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid because he looks like Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. He does. He's like he he doesn't. Well. It's kind of a costume. It like it pairs nicely with her dress. He just needed to have like a rapier sword and like Yeah. Which by the way, I feel like they did have a real dress, but they didn't realize how big it was going to be on Christine. And then they just Yeah, hemmed they it. just yeah, they hummed it. They definitely hummed it. Um She had time to change because like um she's not wearing her, her sweatshirt because the sweatshirt was sticking out yeah. of the dress. So she clearly changed while yeah. she was helping Casper. Um <laughs> Hey, Casper, can you go on the Lazarus machine for a minute? I need to uh, do something. <laughs> so when she's dancing with No, no, him, turn around. Sure. His eyeballs just go to the back of his head. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're a ghost. So when they're actually dancing, I love how um, Devin Saab was like, told you I was a good dancer. And they're flying in the air. Which nobody notices. Well, the, then when they cut back, well, the, they're back they're on, on the, on the ground. ground. But it's like, I would have almost liked it if they had like stayed in the air. Yeah, I would have too. And then that him turning back into a ghost wouldn't have been as creepy. But also, is he... So he's human now, so he shouldn't have ghost powers. Unless the mom did that. I, I think he still technically is dead. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, of course he's still dead, but like, is it Which just, means he's still a ghost. Is it like glamour? Is it like... He's like d- a little David Bowie. <laughs> ghost he, physics. Oh my God, he kind of looks like the Thin White Duke. Yeah, he does. He's like like a, a younger... <laughs> what if it was King. just David Bowie? Or, or like Goblin King, like, because he's got that like oh, yeah. flowy yeah, white yeah. shirt. Yeah, so, so she... <laughs> Who also has a creepy line at the end, which, by the way, okay, as a girl, in my younger, more vulnerable years, the line, can I keep you, the the creepiness. We didn't even talk about that. Sorry, I bumped the mic. That's Um, fine. We didn't even talk about that. Cat, if I were alive, would you go to the Halloween dance with me? Mm-hmm. Cat, mm-hmm. can I keep you? Mm-hmm. I told you I was a good dancer. Can I keep you? Casper? Because that is the that is the creepiest thing in the entire movie. It is. It's really creepy. Um, but as a kid, that just went. Phew, Flying over my head. Well, I always joked. I always joked with my friends. Like, we always pretended to reenact the scene. Can I keep you? Mm-hmm. Really? I'm awake, Casper. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, him saying it again means... Wait, wait. Let's reenact that scene for a minute. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. No, no. Well, oh, I'm, thought, ca- I'm Casper? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to be Casper. I mean, I can be Casper. What? I don't care. Hey, it's 2018. A girl yeah, can be whatever. Yeah, sure. She- I can be a f- fucking ghost boy if I want. Um, so, Cat. Mm-hmm. Can I keep you? Mm-hmm. Really? I'm awake, Casper. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Different scene. 
Different scene than I had in mind. Because what if at like the end when like they were dancing and he said that line, she You're was like, mine. "Yeah." She was like, "Wait, what do you mean? What do you think I mean? You're gonna stay here forever, right? Like this is your home now." Well, like, it kind you, of it kind of is. It kind of yeah. it it is. Like it's like a Bluebeard situation. <laughs> like you've seen the secret room. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. Um. It it just like. I don't, this is that whole childlike innocence, like, he doesn't understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely, he doesn't understand the weight of those words. <laughs> yeah, what if she's like, Casper, what do you mean? Well, that's what my dad used to say to my mom before he put the ether in her drink. <laughs> she never woke up. Guess he did keep her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just picture him, like, he's... Like after Casper dies, like she can't take it, like to and then like to you know help her with the pain and the agony of like losing a kid. He's just like spikes her absinthe with a little extra dose of belladonna, <laughs> and then he's just like in the tower, like dancing with her corpse. <laughs> La di da. Oh, speaking of dancing, look, can I keep you a rudist? <laughs> the music in this movie is done by James Horner, who did uh. He did all basically every good score. He did Avatar. He did Titanic, but his score for this mm-hmm. is so beautiful. Like you mean like the instrumental, right? Yes. Yeah. Also, the whole, uh, like, it's very, like, Danny Elfman. It's very Tim Burton-esque. Yeah. And it's just so pretty. Especially, like, at the lighthouse, too, when they're well, sitting that, on the, the light. Well, that's the song. Yeah, that, that was a really beautiful scene, too. I like that. For, for a movie about Casper the Friendly Ghost, this is a surprisingly, like, thoughtful movie. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, going back to the scene where Bill Pullman is with his wife, like... I'm you know it's it's a little surprising she's not cold but she's like I I don't know she's not happy to see him either because she's like not happy I think it's like the indifference of like a supreme being who like deigns to come back to earth I don't know she sounds like a divorced wife she's like hello James hello James It's all right. It's just me. I thought I'd have a hundred things to say when I... How? Let's just say you know three crazy ghosts who kept their word. There's things about my death I haven't told you. For one... It was self-inflicted. <laughs> but, but no, well, she seems pissed off. Although like, we never discover how she dies. He killed her. So ma- no, maybe that, like, maybe there is something going on here. And that's why, like, he could never really get over it because it was so sudden. I was, I was very sad for a long time. 
after the car accident and I could never walk again, I just rolled my wheelchair into that pool. <laughs> uh, what? Oh God, they're dancing! <laughs> and I love um, how she's kind of lecturing him. She's like, stop. When when the boy calls, don't answer the phone. Yeah, don't, French fries are not a breakfast. Like, see, okay, I'm just going to say it. If that, like, if I came back to you as, like, as, as ghost wife. Please don't die. Like, no. No, but, but she, she seems, like, so unhappy to see him. Like, it was a waste of her time. <laughs> You're the one who showed up. Yeah. All, all she had to do is. Why are you acting so indifferent? All he had to, she doesn't even kiss him. Well, she doesn't even, she doesn't even have to see him. All she has to do is turn Casper into a human and then just disappear. Not even show up for Bill Pullman. No, because he he definitely like I mean they tease it all throughout the movie. He needs that he needs that closure. And like she's just saying, stop following me. Like <laughs> I heard you've been uh, making inquiries, and I'm a little busy. I am with Elvis now. Yeah, <laughs> and JFK, and Lincoln. I like powerful men. <laughs> Uh, but and you know what? They listen. <laughs> I I love how when when they're dancing when when they cut back like mm-hmm. she says goodbye and then the the chime starts ringing ten o'clock which means he, he literally was turned into a human at like nine forty five mm-hmm. and like a song played and then he turned back. Um, but then he basically just grabs her, starts kissing her, and then turns into a ghost. Yeah. Like, Kat can never go to school ever so we again. Know, so we know that she can kiss him. Like. <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah. Weird. Um, but then, like, like she just. <laughs> what if she just started kissing him and just, again, went through him? Ah, spiderweb. <laughs> <laughs> My whips are a sweep. So then everyone runs out and screams. And Bill Pullman's like, great party, right, guys? <laughs> Let's keep this party going. And then they turn into Little Richard, like the ghostly trio. Turns. Yeah. Then they got Little Richard to do the soundtrack. Shut up, Casper. <laughs> so, like, we've come to the end. Yeah. Okay, just a few things. This movie is so sad. It's really sad. It, it I makes... don't find it that sad. Well, I mean, no, it it goes into the Don Bluth principle. Yeah, it if can... it ends happy, you, you know. Uh... It, it ends on the happiest note. Casper is in the friend zone, and he is never getting <laughs> out. He's gonna watch Cat forever. She's gonna yeah. get. He had his moment, but the moment is done. <laughs> He's like, she's like, I've seen what you look like living. I can't. I can never go back. Yeah. So this is what's going to happen. You're going to watch me date some guys. They're going to jerk me around, slap me around a little bit. But I'm always going to come talking to you, Casper, because you're my best friend. God, I hate my life. <laughs> well, I'm going to go into the secret room now. Well, like like I pointed out to you, he realized his unfinished business was over. And then you pointed out, then Cat became his unfinished business. I was like, this is his hell. 
Well, yeah. Now he's in like a permanent state of purgatory. And then, of course, he meets Hilary Duff and <laughs> as Wendy the Witch. Yeah, well, the way that they... I've seen all three of these movies. I, three? I, three? Yeah. The second one is Casper, a spirit in the beginning, which is a prequel to this. Where they show him dying. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Like he just died and he's on the train to to crossing over and he gets spit out. I've never heard it of is, nor I've it seen It is the worst movie. thing I have ever seen. It oh, was a okay. direct it was a direct to VHS movie. Well so was Casper and Wendy. Yes, but that was at least a little bit cute. It had Kathy Moriarty in it also. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> She's haunted by Casper. Um But but no they couldn't even get Bill Pullman to, so they created a new psychologist played by Steve Gutenberg. Why does it always have to be a psychologist? Why can't it be a ghost physicist? <laughs> ghost physics. I know where you can find one. <laughs> so, how many bagels? Oh, I'm going to go with, minus the few things that date the movie, I'm going to go with a solid 12. Mm. Yeah, this is, a, uh, this is about a 12 or an 11 for me. Yeah, actually, no, yeah, because 11, because the stuff, like, one for, like, all the stuff that kind of dates the film, and then another one for, like, How creepy. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He asks to keep a human being. Yeah. That's just wrong. (laughs) Cut to later where he's dancing with her corpse in the tower. (laughs) Just like mom and dad. So, yeah, um... We've come to the end, and uh, starting for the rest of the month, we're doing things a little differently. Ne- differently, you say? Yeah. Next uh, next up, we're doing uh, more disturbing stuff that wasn't... It's not necessarily horror or scary. Are we testing the limits of ghost physics? Well, <laughs> coming up next, Dwight and I are going to... We're going to be doing Too Many Cooks. Too many cooks. And unedited footage of a bear from Adult Swim. So we're going to be doing... I still haven't seen that. I'll show it to you after this. Do I want to see that before bed? Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we're, we're going to do that. You can watch those two. Those uh, are two very short things. Like We're doing them together. Oh, okay, good. The the third thing. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Until next time, I am Scott Curlin. And I'm a ghost physicist. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them.